Welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, January 17th, and we have completed week two of 2022. I want to take this opportunity to thank all the listeners. We really do appreciate you tuning in and cannot thank you enough. If you haven't already done so, be sure to leave a review of how this podcast helps you on the podcast player that you're using. We would love to hear your opinions and thoughts. Now, let's get to the headlines. The Federal Aviation Administration said it will require operators of Boeing 787s to take additional precautions when landing on wet or snowy runways at airports where new wireless services will be deployed starting next week. The FAA said 5G interference could prevent engine and braking systems from transitioning to landing mode, which could prevent an aircraft from stopping on the runway. The directive requires crews to be aware of this risk and to adopt specific safety procedures when landing on these runways. It affects 137 U.S. aircrafts and 1,010 worldwide. The FAA also published formal notices to pilots instructing them not to perform low-visibility landings where new 5G capabilities are deployed. The notices to airmen will apply to aircraft equipped with radio altimeters that have either been proven not to be reliable within areas to be impacted by the new 5G transmissions. Altimeters, which are used to measure the plane's distance from the ground when flying at altitudes of approximately 2,500 feet and below, are especially important during approaches and landings in bad weather conditions. The notice to airmen was issued to approximately 100 airports with passenger service, according to the Airline Pilots Association Union. They will take effect on January 19th when AT&T and Verizon begin 5G transmissions in 46 markets using the C-band spectrum, which encompasses a frequency range that is closer to frequencies used by aircraft than have been previously allowed in the U.S. American Airlines released an investor update covering the fourth quarter of 2021, and while the recovery has continued, American Airlines expects its revenue to still be down compared to 2019, with an expected net loss of up to $1.2 billion. This comes out to a pre-tax margin of between approximately negative 12% and negative 13%. While the recovery continues, American has yet to return to profitability. With its fourth quarter earnings call scheduled next week, the airline will likely provide more details of how it expects the recovery and its financial performances to turn out. Airbus said it delivered 611 passenger jets in 2021, an 8% increase over 2020, but an indication that the airlines are still cautious about adding new planes during the pandemic and have reduced travel worldwide. More than three quarters of last year's deliveries were for airplanes in the Airbus A320 family, which are mostly used for short and medium length flights. Deliveries of wide-body two-aisle planes continue to lag, reflecting a much slower recovery in international flights. U.S. rival Boeing is scheduled to report 2021 deliveries on orders this week. Airbus, which is based in France, said it took in a net 507 orders last year after excluding cancellations. Most were for planes of the A320neo group of single-aisle planes. The company said it ended last year with a backlog of 7,000 aircraft on order. (laughs) 
Now in news related to changes in travel due to the pandemic. The United States Center of Disease Control and Prevention raised Canada from its level 3 to level 4 warning label, telling Americans to avoid travel to Canada over COVID-19 cases. Avoid travel to Canada, and if you travel to Canada, make sure you're fully vaccinated before travel, according to the new warning. Because of the current situation in Canada, even fully vaccinated travelers may be at risk for getting and spreading COVID-19 variants. Canada is now one of about 80-plus destinations that have fallen to the level 4 warning category, which is determined by COVID-19 infection numbers at the destination. With travelers skittish about flying again and the trajectory of the virus still murky, Delta Airlines on Wednesday became the first major airline to increase ticket and travel credit flexibility beyond 2022. The airline said that the expiration date for outstanding travel credits and any credits issued this year to passengers who cancel flights has been extended through 2023. Travelers just have to book the new trip by the end of 2023 for travel through 2024. The new policy includes the airline's no-frills basic economy tickets, though a cancellation fee will be deducted from the flight credit under the new guidelines announced late last year. Airline credits are generally good for one year from the date of purchase or issue. Delta and other airlines previously have extended expiration dates through 2022. Hong Kong has announced that it will be banning passengers from transiting through Hong Kong International Airport if they're coming from Group A destinations, which are designated as high-risk countries. This includes a majority of long-haul destinations in Cafe Pacific's network. As you can imagine, this has greatly impacted Cafe Pacific. In November 2021, Cafe Pacific carried just 70,000 passengers, representing a 97% decrease compared to November 2019. This new policy applies from January 16th through February 15th, though it could be extended beyond that. United Airlines is the latest airline to reduce their schedule after 3,000 employees reported positive COVID-19 infections. In an open letter to the employees, the airline chief executive officer, Scott Kirby, announced the current state of the airline and the reason for the temporary flight reduction. United Airlines is proving that requiring the vaccine is the right thing to do because it saves lives. Just as an example, in one day alone in Newark, nearly one-third of the workforce called out sick. Kirby wrote in an email, To those who are out sick or isolating, we wish you speedy recovery. As a result of the employee illness, the airline had announced two moves because of the employee absence due to illness. First, the airline canceled numerous flights and reduced near-term schedules to make sure that they have staffing and resources to take care of customers. Kirby did not announce how many they canceled to compensate for the lack of human resources. Qantas and Jetstar have just announced a wide-range schedule changes and reductions in aircraft sizes for the coming months to better match travel demand in light of the sudden growth in COVID-19 cases. In the domestic market, capacity will be at about 70% of pre-COVID levels, while the total international capacity will fall from around 30% to 20% of levels before the pandemic. The company said that the international reductions were mostly driven by increased travel restrictions in countries such as Japan, Thailand, Indonesia, and other markets such as LA, London, Vancouver, and India continue to perform well. The airline said customers will be contacted directly from later this month by Qantas or their travel agent if the bookings are impacted due to the cancellations. In most cases, there's more likely to be a departure time difference of a few hours on domestic routes. Twenty twenty two will be filled with news of mergers and new partnerships. Reliance Industries, a multinational conglomerate company headquartered in Mumbai, and its owner, billionaire Mukesh Ambani, is taking a controlling stake in New York's Mandarin Oriental Hotel. According to the reports, Ambani is buying the majority stake of the hotel for a reported $98 million through a deal for Columbus Center Corp., the parent company of Mandarin Oriental New York. The deal is expected to close in March. 
According to Reuters, which first reported the news, Reliance Industries will own 73% after the deal is completed and could purchase the remaining 26% if the owners decide to sell. The Columbus Circle Hotel is one of New York's most iconic properties, like so many other hotels has faced difficult two years because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Business travel platform Travel Perk has raised another $115 million in funding from investors to help continue its expansion. The company, which is based in Chicago, London, and Barcelona, intends to use the fresh investment to go much deeper into developing areas such as sustainable travel and expanding its product range. Travel Perk closed its latest Series D funding round with new investments from existing shareholders as well as from new investors. Former Booking.com CEO Jillian Tans also has joined the board after investing personally in Travel Perk. The company has now raised a total of $400 million across all fundraising rounds, and its valuation has risen to $1.3 billion. Southwest Airlines has started to provide content to Kayak's corporate travel platform, Kayak for Business. In addition to its fares, which can be booked directly through Southwest via an API connection with Kayak for Business, the platform also enables users to access discounts and book travel with rapid reward points, as well as add the early bird option for automatic check-in 36 hours prior to departure, according to Kayak. The connection is Southwest's latest move to make business travel easy and simple, according to Southwest Director of B2B Channel Strategy and Relations, Eric Hall, and it's the latest announcement in its evolving distribution strategy over the last few years, which has also included full global distribution participation for corporate travel. American Airlines and Ireland's Aer Lingus, part of the International Airlines Group, have launched a code share agreement. Beginning January 11th, American has placed its code on Aer Lingus flights between London Heathrow and Dublin, as well as on flights between Dublin to Birmingham, Manchester, and London's Gatwick Airport in the UK and to Amsterdam. Additional code share flights include Heathrow to Cork and Shannon in Ireland and to Belfast in Northern Ireland. Aer Lingus customers will also be able to book code share travel on American Airlines flights from Chicago O'Hare Airport to multiple destinations throughout the US. The airlines plan to further expand their code share partnership in the near future. And now in news relating to the return to travel. Singapore Airlines will restore daily flights from Newark Airport with nonstop service beginning March 28, 2022, the company announced. With this resumption, the airline service to the New York City metro area will include three daily flights, including two from JFK Airport. Expanding for the first time to triple daily service from the New York area is a key example of our commitment to both rebuild and grow our U.S. route network. The flight will operate on an Airbus A350-900 ultra-long-range plane configured with 67 business class seats and 94 in premium economy. It has been announced that Singapore Airlines will be rolling out a further status extension in light of limited flying opportunities available in the past year. With this extension, Gold and Silver Elite status members will automatically be renewed for another 12 months for the next membership renewal that is due between March 2022 and February 2023. Chris Flyer Gold and Silver Elite status members will automatically be renewed for another 12 months for the next membership renewal that is due between March 2022 and February 2023. Any elite miles earned through air and non-air accruals in the membership qualification cycle will be brought forward to the next membership qualification cycle to count towards requalification between March 2023 and February 2024. This marks the third status extension from Singapore Airlines on the Chris Flyer program since the start of the pandemic. Singapore has had very strict border policies during the pandemic, especially at the beginning. 
Cathay Pacific is the latest airline to upend its distribution strategy, advising travel industry partners that it will reduce travel agency base commissions from 5% to just 1% for journeys starting in Australia and New Zealand. The move mirrors similar cutting by Qantas and Emirates, but will become effective on April 1st this year, three months early than its competitors. The travel industry has been significantly impacted by the global pandemic, and Cathay Pacific, like many others, has had to make a tough but necessary decision to see ourselves through the pandemic, the airline announced. These changes have included a thorough review of our distribution model and a fresh approach to trade partner engagement. India's soon-to-be-launched airline, Akasa Air, will not be an ultra-low-cost airline, according to its CEO, Vinay Dubey. The airline is still awaiting the all-important air operator certificate, but is believed to have been in the last few stages of starting operations at the middle of this year. Rumors have been long circulating in the Indian aviation circles that Akasa Air could be the country's first ultra-low-cost airline. In an interview with Times Group, the CEO put rest the speculation about the business model for the upcoming airline, crushing all rumors about Akasa being the ultra-low-cost airline. We are an LCC. Initially, we were incorrectly categorized as an ultra-low-cost carrier, but I would say that we would more be like a budget airline. We will have the single fleet type, a single class of service, and all the other traits that go with a normal budget airline. Pretty much in line with other LCCs in the country, the airline will not have a business class or premium economy cabin and will offer buy-on-board services to its passengers. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this Business Travel Podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeart, Pandora, or Spotify. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they may also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.